This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. The Census is a massive national survey taken by the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the ABS, that counts every single person and household in Australia. Census night is just around the corner, coming up on the 10th of August, and it is compulsory. So given you'll all be getting involved, this shortcut will take you through just what the census is, why it's important, its history, and what we can expect from Census 2021. Squiz Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It comes around every five years, Claire, the big national survey that is the census. And as we said in the intro, it is compulsory. Yep. And all households should receive a letter in the mail before census day, the 10th of August. I've received mine, so I can tell you exactly what it looks like. It's just one page. Uh, It tells you to find the census online and where to go to do that. Uh, It gives you your census number so you can log on. And it also tells you what to do if you want to get the census in a paper form. Uh, You have to get in touch and request that if you want to do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, As you say, it's compulsory. And the ABS letter says that if it's not filled in by the 12th of August, they'll be in touch. And the fine for not doing it is $222 a day. Any adult can nominate themselves to fill out the survey for their household and we'll get into how you do it and the deadlines further in the episode so you can avoid those fines. But more interestingly, what do they want to know? So it'll ask you things like how many people live in your household, your age, uh, country of birth, religion, what language is spoken at home, things around work and education. So it's really all the ins and outs about you and the people you live with. Are there any concerns about giving all that information over? Look, always, Mm -hmm. of course, when you're sending on personal information, but what the ABS says is that it's legally bound to never release your personal information and to safeguard the information that you give over, there's restricted access to the data, there are regular audits, there's also encryption technology, which is similar to that used by the banks. And once the data is collected and it's processed, the names and addresses and personal and household information, uh, all those personal details are removed. So the data is stored in a way that they called de-identified. Okay. So they've got this huge whack of data. How do they then go on to use that data? Basically, all levels of government interpret and use that data and they use it to make important policy and funding decisions. So, for example, information from the census is used to decide electoral boundaries. It's used for services and infrastructure, things like building roads, building childcare centres, also hospitals and schools. Uh, It's also commonly used by community groups to have an understanding about the issues that affect vulnerable people uh, and where those vulnerable people might be. Yeah, I recall reading about how the Royal Flying Doctor Service uses census data to work out what health services are needed then in rural and remote areas. So I guess that's one example of the data in action. So it's a whole heap of data and information. How long have we been doing this? Australia's been counting its population 
Larissa, as far back as 1788, when the first fleet arrived, they started counting and that included white settlers and convicts, of course, during those times. And it was used in those days to make sure there was enough food and water and other supplies being uh, brought to the colonies. But the first official census was held in New South Wales in 1828. That's coming up on to 200 years. That's a lot of forms to file somewhere. It's probably, though, digitised in the cloud these days. <laughs> Hope so anyway. Fast forward to Federation in 1901, and the first national census was held in 1911. Indigenous people, though, were excluded at that time. Yeah, and that was actually the case up until 1967 when a referendum delivered overwhelming support for including Indigenous Australians in the count. Uh, it was a 90% yes vote. So it was an incredibly important moment Mm. in the story of Indigenous representation in Australia. The census hasn't changed too drastically since then, except there have been a few changes to the questions. Yeah, and a big change, of course, also is that the census has gone online. Mm. In 2011, 33% of Aussies completed the census online, and that figure doubled then to 63% in 2016, the last time we had a census, and that's only going to rise this year. Don't jinx it, though. So we've covered off some of the background on the census, And let's now take a look at that 2016 census and what demographers, stats nerds and officials are going to be looking for in this census. Claire, let's go back to the last census, 2016. Many went online to complete the census, except, of course, it was a little bit tricky. Yeah, let's just say things didn't go quite according (laughs) to plan. And what happened was on census night, the website was hit by distributed denial of service attacks, a DDoS, Mm -hmm. which is a type of cyber attack which makes the site unavailable to those intending to use it. It caused a 40-hour outage and hashtag census fail was trending big time on social media. Ooh, I remember it well. It was quite the debacle and reportedly it cost taxpayers $30 million. Hiccups aside, though, they got the data. So let's get into it. Let's learn about ourselves. One big takeout was for the first time in history, more people said they followed no religion than those who identified as Catholic. Yeah, 30% of Aussies said they're atheist or agnostic. 52% said that they identified as Christians. Uh, When you look at another thing that's keenly watched, same-sex couples, they rose by 39% between 2011 and 2016. But when you look at the total, about 0.9% of all couples living together in Australia are same-sex couples. So that'll be something that will be looked out for given there's been changes in that field with same-sex marriage and other things happening uh, as to where it lands in 2021. And if we look at migration in 2016, for the first time in Australia's history, the majority of people born overseas came from Asia and not from Europe. Yeah, 1.3 million migrants from 180 countries came to Australia between 2011 and 2016, which is almost every nation in the world, uh, with many hailing from China and India. That was certainly that trend. But there was still a significant number of people from the UK as well, and 49% of the population said that they were either first or second generation migrants. 
As for Australia's total population, it jumped up by 8.8% between 2011 and 2016, going up to more than 23.7 million people. We know the population today is currently at about 25.36 million. One thing, though, it's also ageing. Yeah, in 2016, the average age in Australia was 38 years old, with one in six Aussies aged 65 and over. That was up from 2011 when it was one in seven. Uh, as the baby boomer generation ages, that's those people born between 1946 and 1964, birth rates have also declined. So that impacts on what that age actually looks like. Uh, in 2016, children aged 14 years and under made up 18.7% of the population. That was down from 19.3% in 2011. Another topical one, Claire, is home ownership. Yeah, the last census showed that it had declined since 2011 and you'd have to think that, particularly if you're a house hunter, (laughs) that perhaps things are still pretty tight. And in both the capital cities and the regions, housing affordability is pretty ugly at the moment. Mm. So what those changes look like over the last five years, we'll wait and see. No doubt there will be a lot of eyeballs on this census data. There always is. Let's get into what we can expect and also just how you go about getting it done this year. One thing we can expect this year is new questions, and that hasn't happened since 2006. It doesn't happen often. In this census, there will be questions on long-term health conditions, uh, also whether anyone has had service in the Australian Defence Force, and that'll help officials better understand and tailor services in health and also in veterans' affairs. Uh, One thing that will no longer be asked is whether people have internet access. Mm. Uh, Households have really given that a good shake in the last five years. It's not something they need to ask. No, there won't be any COVID specific questions, Claire, but what experts say is that the data will still tell us a lot about how Australians have been impacted. Yeah, policymakers will want to have a look at the potential long-term effects uh, of COVID now that we're 18 months in, things like job losses, also impacts on family life. And while there's not specific questions on COVID, as you say, there will be indications of stresses on family life and stresses on individuals. So what experts will be able to do is dive into that, look at areas and populations in need uh, and make decisions about that across those levels of government and then make a plan for our post-pandemic recovery. Moving on to the logistics now, Census 2021 is going to be a bit different thanks to COVID. Door knockers around your neighbourhood reminding you to fill out the survey will not be a thing this year. No, we won't see many of those. (laughs) Instead, you'll get that census form in the If you plan on doing the census online, you'll need to log on and you'll have a census number and you'll receive that in that envelope. Uh, Officials are expecting 75% of forms to be completed online, but it's largely going to be a contact-free event, even if you're filling out that form. It's very fitting for these very (laughs) pandemic times. Absolutely. Which means the ABS has changed its rules to help with that. So this year, Australians will be able to get online and fill in their census 
census from the moment they receive their instruction letter, providing they know where they'll be on the night of the 10th of August. And that's important because the census will ask you where you'll be on census night. If you're in Sydney, you probably know you're going to be in lockdown. At home. That's an easy (laughs) one. Uh, There's also a good tech reason uh, to encourage people to get online a bit early and answer that question about where they're going to be on the night of the 10th of August. And that is that the ABS is hoping to avoid a situation where the website's overloaded. Let's just say it seems that lessons have been learned. (laughs) Fingers crossed. After all that, when will we see the results? June 2022, so it's about 10 months until we see those results. Well, I can't wait for the shortcut on the findings. I don't think we need a crystal ball to know we'll probably be doing one on those. And that's your shortcut to the census. On to our recommendations now. Each episode of Squiz Shortcuts, we give a recommendation to some further reading, listening and watching. This week, mine is a link to the Census website. It's census.abs.gov.au. There's plenty of links and support services there for those who need help. If you're feeling chatty, though, and you want to get on the phone, the helpline is one 800 512 So Aussies with no religious affiliation as things stand on 10 August are being asked to tick the no religion box and not to put something frivolous down like Jedi Knight, uh, (laughs) which has really come to the fore in recent censuses. Uh, Also my favourite Pastafarian. I think I could probably identify with the Pastafarians. I don't know what their worldview is, but I kind of like what the title is. If it involves pasta, we're there. Absolutely. It's a really interesting one because of the family and cultural issues, but uh, what those who are in the know say that ticking no religion, if as things stand on the 10th of August, you aren't following a religion, is important because it actually reflects in government funding and support for religious groups. So I've got an article that unpicks why some people say that's important. As always, links to both of these will be in your episode notes. Also a fun one to check out is the ABS Instagram account. They have a way of making data pretty fun. That's all from us with this shortcut. Thanks for listening in. If you liked it, please tell your friends and your family about it. And if you have any requests, of course, for shortcut topics, send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. And in the meantime, there are plenty more episodes for you to have a listen to as well. Until next time. 